and the biggest issue with sex and pleasure is that we don't know how the fuck our bodies work. This is actually a penis. These are the same things. So the head of the penis and the head of the clitoris, the same thing. These two buddies here, balls. Yo, 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 welcome yo. back to another episode of We Got Time podcast. We are two favorite homegirls, Netta and Stella. And today we have time for sex therapy, some mm. sex education mm. with Jessica Van with Envision Counseling. Before we get into all the details of today's show, um, our show today is sponsored by Acres of Diamond Recording Studio. I got a lot of bars that I can put together for mixtape. So, all right, so what's up, friend? This quarantine <laughs> I have been rollerblading. I have a new hobby, guys. It's it's a little difficult. Like I'm not I'm not 12 anymore. Remember we used to <laughs> Janetta and I used to be like like uh professional rollerblading. We used to make whole skits. <laughs> and I remember one time I did a Cinderella skit and took off my skate and fell and busted everything on my bony little body. Um so yeah, I, it's 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 dope. I feel like I'm reliving some childhood things you know mm-hmm. once a man child so i started um, crocheting yeah. and i haven't i know it makes me sound like i'm 80 but old i have she really know. did answer the phone y'all with her little crochet things little little chop what are they called uh it's a crochet needle <laughs> uh, <ooh. laughs> no shame Dance. it's okay but i did you know you know i got like idle hands for me i gotta stay busy so um i've been gardening i've been crocheting i i'm starting to get in i'm just starting to get anxious so i keep finding things to do but you mentioned binging in last episode we yeah, talked all day <laughs> i have a binge body that's all we do i'm um, tired i'm tired of like watching tv like can we go out like can we do something <laughs> Um, yeah, when I be blading, dog, it'd be like the most peaceful thing ever. I'd be feeling like I'd be trapped in prison. I mean, I, I don't want to speak this into anybody's existence, especially not my own, but I, I might could do it. Like I, I really might. No, I'm, I'm, I'm lying. I'm lying. You, you, I know you would put money on my books and stuff. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. Would they, let, would they let hair oil come through? All right. There's a lot of things that get in jail. I can't, I might can fit a little oil for my girl. I do it. I would. I would keep her hair. What? She's a real one. I'm telling you. She's a real one. I realized a lot of angst from some of the shows we were watching. um, It's all about sex. We were Mm -hmm. talking about virgins. We were talking about too much sex, not enough sex. What? Everybody is having a lot of sexual frustration, it seems like, in a lot of these shows. And I know it's not just for TV. I know there's a lot of sexual frustration. Let's talk about sex, baby. Hey, let's Let's talk talk about about you. Let's talk about (laughs) I didn't know the. I I was a real freak. I knew the rest. Um, (laughs) 
So, so sorry, we were talking about sex and all the conflict that we've been seeing on TV. And um, we thought about the importance of being equally <clears throat> sexually. So with all of this sex talk in the air, um, we decided to bring on somebody who really knew sex. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. Right. Right. Especially like right now with us being quarantined and, and, and confined and locked down and chilled up. Right. right. So according to posted by Forbes, mm-hmm. quote, Americans are excessively eating, drinking, smoking, playing video games, and watching porn. Yeah. So, yeah. Is, they're watching porn more excessively. And I am, there's also an article, don't quote me on this, I don't know what the article was, but it was talking about how like Pornhub and like all these other different uh, sites were given like free memberships and stuff. Because oh. I mean like, dog, the single folks who are quarantined, alone right now is probably pretty real like cheating rates are on the decline right everybody's guys gotta stay home they're forced into being faithful i heard someone argue Mm. i'm about to send that five dollars back to you (laughs) (laughs) say that louder for the for for those in the back there what can't run the streets it's not safe and so you're home being forced into intimacy into being faithful into being domesticated who's cooking and cleaning every day i don't do this mm. i'm clean too much so what about did do you get like the birds and the bees conversation like where your where's your mom and dad like hardcore on that Mm-mm. i can't tell you that i got it. the birds and the bees conversation i <laughs> I taught myself um, by reading. I used to go to the library and there was a book called The Period Book. And I used to watch HBO and Showtime and stuff like that. Yes. <laughs> yes. I never, I never got the birds and the bees talk. Not talked about in my crib at all. Mm-mm. I remember watching, you know, like HBO after dark. Like, I would have like Cartoon Network on like uh, reserve, like in case I heard like a creep. That, that so. flashback. You know what, what button is the remote? Did you ever? But listen, you would have to flash back and then do Do another channel up because niggas wants to slick. (laughs) Just in case they tried to come and be like, what you watching? Trying to flash back because they wanted to. Nothing, I was asleep. Nothing. Did you ever watch? Listen to me telling me all of my early (laughs) business. Did you ever watch Real Sex? So I think that might have been on Cinemax or one of them channels. Yes. And it came in the little HBO guide. Remember when you had HBO and Cinemax in the mail? It would come it was an actual, guide, and it'd be like real sex at eleven forty-five. I'd be like, "Oh shit!" And it'd be so like, "What?" I cannot believe I'm saying all this. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's uh, it's funny, but it's also I I had no plans of sharing that much. <laughs> about all the things I watched, but however, anyway. What about the the book, uh, Remember Fly Girl by Omar hmm. Tyree? Omar Tyree and Zane I've, taught me all a literary, like my novel sex education. They, those novelists right. taught me what sex looked like. Mm-hmm. Omar Tyree and Zane, they made sex sexy. I just sort of saw people mm-hmm. having sex on TV, but the books, they were so like sensual. That's when I, I never got that from watching it. So I have right. this whole like sensuality from reading sexy books like them. Addicted by Zane. Like, Zane. That book was like straight porn coming out the book. Like if it could have those little pop outs, like that's how visual it, it was. Like, exactly. In the book, it was just, 
I had to do Omar Tari first and then Zane was after because Zane, then was, Zane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of my favorite Zane books. Um it there was like Lovers and Friends, I think is the name of it. Mm. Um bruh. Mine like, mine was addicted. Addi- and oh, then they sure. made it into the movie. The book is way better than the movie, but the, the movie, movie did, it was justified. Sharon Leal, Boris Kojo's yeah i do know what you're talking about you know what scene mm-hmm. i can't get out of my head was when she, that um, was it an umbrella she used in the car something crazy anyway um in the book in the book she used the umbrella that's on what the side see? of the exactly yes. how do i remember that i'm i'm grown and that was a long time ago in middle school this was a middle school book because you were yeah. gone in high school mm-hmm. and we read that still together wow let me tell you something zane you put me on. I'm growing and I still be moving to the things I read about your book. But Y'all taught movie, us a little something. <laughs> you definitely taught us something. Um, I was going to ask if you saw Fifty Shades of Grey because we brought up movies. Mm. And that didn't I bet do you never either. saw that movie. I, yeah. I watched it very late. I didn't drink the Kool-Aid when the book was popular and the movie was hitting because I wasn't into it at the time. But Later on, I always want to do my research. So I definitely watched it um, and wasn't impressed. I even, I just, I just, I don't know. I actually do know, but I just don't want to take forever to explain it. <laughs> but it just wasn't good for me. I didn't feel like it. So I couldn't get into to Fifty Shades of Grey. And I'm sure we'll get into more of these ranges and different types of sex when we bring Jess on. But I wondered if I was the yay, only yay. one. Of course, we got to pay some bills. So after this commercial break, we're going to dive deep into the sex convo with our special guest, Jessica Van, with all the accolades behind her name. What's up, family? This is Kooji Young, artist, songwriter, producer, and president of the Acres of Diamonds Collective, your sponsors for this episode of We Got Time. AOD specializes in music production and artist development. You can check out my latest release, Stay True, and many more on your favorite streaming service today. Just search K-U-J-I space Y-O-U-N-G. Peace. So we are back. Today we have in the house, we have a very special guest. I'm, I'm might be the most excited person because I'm, um, <laughs> I'm a, a very quiet super freak, but we have Miss Jess super Van. Freak, super freak, she's super freaky. Ah. song for everything. <laughs> Jess Van from Envision Counseling with us, and she is an expert in all things sex. Um, okay, NCC, National Certified Counselor. Mm-hmm. Um, licensed, <laughs> licensed professional counselor, LPC. That, that damn A. Damn uh, for for adults, licensed professional counselor for adults. Say no. Nah. Wish. Damn. No. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a licensed professional counselor associate. So it's kind of like when doctors are doing their residency and they're not like fully flying solo. Got That's it. where I am. So um, <laughs> I will fully be flying solo in October, and I cannot wait. So I'm like getting my life over here, feverishly writing notes about things that I want to talk about. Um, But yeah, so as you said, Netta, I am a national board certified counselor and licensed professional counselor associate. Um, What got me into counseling is trauma. 
Sadly, that's like the unsexy part of therapy. But Mm -hmm. just going through my own healing um, and finding out like, damn, this is effective. Like when people talk to you and allow you to process your thoughts in a safe place, it's really helpful. Mm -hmm. And then sex. I love sex. Sex is amazing. I mean, hello. (laughs) Yeah, sex is a beautiful thing. And definitely a big part of why I got into it is what you ladies were saying about like your parents were saying, well, don't do it, but I'm not going to talk to you about it. Mm-hmm. And so it was almost like, well, how do I know if I did it? Like, <laughs> like how, how do I know if I've had sex? So mm-hmm. I, I just wrote down a whole list of things. I don't know if y'all want me to get into my list or what y'all want me to do. <laughs> how, okay. So let me, uh, introduction wise, did you, did you jump straight into sex therapy um, or were you practicing any family therapy, any other types of therapy initially? You knew, uh-huh. didn't you, from jump? I knew. I, I respect knew from it. Jump. Because before I even knew it was a thing, Dr. Mm-hmm. Ruth was my hero because she was mm-hmm. having open, honest dialogue about sex with, with people all across America. And mm-hmm. she was kind of normalizing mm-hmm. um, what, what people were trying to push into these dark, seedy corners. Mm-hmm. Like, America is the most sexualized country, but we're not allowed to talk about it. Wow. We're not allowed wow. to talk about it. Jess, I'm sorry. They didn't hear you in the yeah. back because they were texting. Could you say that again, please? America is the most sexualized country, but we're not allowed to talk about it. They don't want you to talk about healthy sexual relationships. Right, right. Talk about these really unhealthy, um, toxic sexual situations, but we don't talk about what it looks like to have a a healthy sexual relationship. Hmm. So for me and growing up and going through a lot of the shitty toxic things that I went through, I was like, if I can stop one girl for ha- from having to go through that, then I'll be fine. Mm. So I didn't even know it was an actual profession. And I used to tell my friends, I want to be an untrained sex therapist. And it mm. never dawned on me to actually Google it. And, and here we are, pretty much. <laughs> um, I worked right. at a college for a really long time. And I was seeing college kids <laughs> go through a lot of what I went through and I was, I would just stop them and talk to them. And they were like, you should do this. This is mm. what you should do. I met my husband who was like, you got to do something. Cause I just want to be a housewife. And he was like, no, you got to do something. <laughs> and so this is where I ended up. I love right. that. I That's love dope. That. I know. Um, I met Jess. Well, I, I met you before, but like, yeah. me and Jess, I got some free, uh, therapy coaching uh, <laughs> from Jess, uh, due to, a. Uh, a film, a web series we were doing with her husband, actually. NYM. Um, you remember what that is? <laughs> yes. Uh, there was a sex scene in, in the script, and it wasn't like a porn scene or anything, you know, since we're on that topic. Um, <laughs> right. It was a sex scene, and me and the guy, we had never met before, but we chatted. You know, we're like, yo, we might as well go ahead and, like, get this out the way. Might as well just go ahead and, like, rehearse before we, like, get there, because we were both, like, nervous. Like, yo, what if you get hard? Like, what if, you know, I get uh, Like, mm-hmm. we didn't know what to expect, because I had never did, like, uh, a simulated, quote-unquote, like, you know, sexy with anyone where we had to kiss because of film, you really got to kiss. Like you can't mm-hmm. do no, do a fake, whatever. Mm-hmm. So we're like practicing and it's like, oh my God, he can kiss. Like, oh my God. Like, do I like him? Like, do I love him? Like, mm-hmm. I was like, wedding. Like, and I was like talking to Jess about it. And I remember like driving down to Columbia and I'm like, yo, like, what the freak? Like, 
do I like this dude? Because like for me to be kissing anyone, like my brain is like, that's your man. Like I would right. not kiss him. They, they aren't my man. You know what I'm saying? So, and, and you know what, to Stella's <laughs> credit, um, to Stella's credit in the other actor, the chemistry was very real. And so mm-hmm. like, we could kind of feel that on set too. Like, uh, is this gonna <laughs> is this real <laughs> we need to leave yeah but you know the the whole, that, <laughs> the whole me too movement gave birth to something called intimacy coordinators um interesting so, yeah so my husband is um a director and he's been doing a lot of you know web series and things and so I just kind of dubbed myself intimacy coordinator because I wanted everybody on set to feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, my focus, I want everybody to have great sex, but my focus is women um, because we don't prioritize our pleasure. We, we are not taught to pri- prioritize our pleasure. Mm-hmm. Um, so my focus was Stella. Like, are you comfortable in this situation? What do you need? Do you need people to be offset? So what do you need for me in this moment? Um, and when she was telling me her concerns, I was like, all right, well, I will just give you the NYM, which they, can I say what that says? Yep. <laughs> so NYM yep. was not your man. This mm. is not your man. This mm. is your job. And so like when we were in the scenes and I could see her googly eyeing, I would just go NYM and she'd be like, all right, let me, I'm going I'm to go back here. <laughs> so yep. it was, I mean, yep. it was a really good experience because everybody on the set felt comfortable mm. and they all felt like they could come to me with those types of things and knowing what I know like Stella you're not alone and like kissing makes it official right because mm. it mm. releases endorphins and it, it, it tells your body that this is a pleasurable experience this is I feel safe with this person I feel like this person cares for me it, you know it is definitely a human signal that there's warmth and there's connection you mentioned toxic sex mm-hmm. is what you had experienced. Tra- uh, traumatic, trauma is what brought you into sex therapy. And right. I actually can't say that I've ever heard the phrase toxic sex. Can you tell us a little bit more about um, what toxic sex is, really? Because I, 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 mm-hmm. I think that made a important definition to clear up. So toxic sex for me specifically is, because it's not a clinical term, mm-hmm. <laughs> but mm-hmm. it is Anytime where um, pleasure is not a priority, right? Where it's almost something out of obligation or where the term that pops into my head is I remember in college, girl, he got that dope dick. Like whenever he called me, I'm going. Mm. Mm. You're, not uh. being, you're not being respected. Like mm. he's calling you at two o'clock in the morning and you dragging your funky ass out of bed. Like, <laughs> right. You missing right. class. Like what about your priorities? Are you even enjoying this mm. at this time? And, and so we know that like kissing releases those endorphins and now you feel connected to somebody who is not connected to you, who mm. is, is literally using you as a masturbatory thing because you can masturbate with with another person yes exactly yes yes. Mm -hmm. so all those dick to bomb girls that shit is toxic and you kind of heard it here first (laughs) being dignitized is not something you might want to that's not something that's not the first thing that you want to put in the list of why you like exactly okay (laughs) it it makes me think of like so if you've ever taken a psychology class you've probably talked about like maslow's hierarchy of needs absolutely and Mm -hmm. so sex and intimacy and love 
love and a sense of connection is on that hierarchy of needs, if that's not being met mm -hmm. and it's not a mutual agreement for them for that not to be met, mm -hmm then it's it's probably a problem mm. and, and what i mean by like having that mutual agreement now i was the queen of like look i'm just trying to get off you just trying to get off yeah right man we are like man, we're we are. good but as long as if that's a mutual agreement fine have mm -hmm. have a blast mm -hmm. but if it's not a mutual agreement and you don't even feel comfortable enough with this person to have a conversation mm then it's probably not best for either one. Do you, do you think that that your mind recognizes that it's like a mutual agreement? Because like for me, like with kissing, if I'm like, if I'm kissing, my mind is like, yo, this is your man. This is us. This is it. This is, you know what I'm saying? Like if, if I'm here like, man, I'm just, I'm a, this is it. We gonna one and done it. Like, do you think like your mind connects to that? You know what I'm saying? Do we create um, like a faux intimacy just because we're turned on? Totally. You totally do. So the mind is really, really tricky, right? The, <laughs> the brain has two hemispheres and they don't always work together the way that mm -hmm. they're supposed to work together. Mm -hmm. So for me, I, I would have a conversation with myself. Like you need to check in with yourself. What do you want from this? What are you expecting from this? And set expectations for yourself and boundaries for yourself before you go in there. Hmm. I, I don't know, because I've had those pet talks with myself. You know, like, this is not your man. You and know then it, like, it <laughs> and I have to get crazy. Like, so, but I'm like I, knew, I told myself he was, you know, like. And the brain's whole, the brain's whole purpose is to keep us safe and to keep us away from displeasurable experiences. So if it creates a pleasurable experience, it wants more of that. Well, we mm -hmm. had such a good time with this person and they're a great kisser, like they're ours, they belong to us. But that's when you, that self-talk is really important where you have to say, mm -hmm. that's not, that's, that's not your man, is. that's yeah. not my man. Yeah. Yeah. And, and if you feel yourself drifting, I think the biggest issue, and, and it goes back to toxic sex, is there's not enough communication. Mm -hmm. We don't talk to each other, mm -hmm. um, especially in college. I wasn't talking because oh, I want him to think I was like catching feelings or whatever. When you know you are and you need to be able to say, I think this is going a little bit further for me. Are mm -hmm. you feeling this as well or should I back off? But we weren't doing that. And when I work with my singles, a lot of my single people aren't doing that because mm -hmm. they want to keep up an appearance. And it's like, for what? Who, who does that benefit at the end of the day? Mm -hmm. Good point. You said self-talk is, you know, um, is one of the good things to do if you find us in a situation where we're um, having inner struggle. What about, mm -hmm. um, about self-touching? Because there's a lot of that going on now because everybody's by their damn self. Hey, so my all, shout out. I mean, hell, every what, couples too don't every couple doesn't live together. So still, yeah. you by yourself. Mm -hmm. Hell, I live with my husband. <laughs> I live with my husband. And so masturbation is the safest sex you're ever gonna have. It's it's the I mean, you're not gonna catch any STDs, you're not gonna yeah. be pregnant. Can you do it too much? Like, can you masturbate too much? Like so there are various schools of thought about this, but I will say yes. Um, and, and the reason I say this, 
might have the back. <laughs> say, say like if you if you use a toy, stimulate or overstimulate the clitoris, you can make it a little numb. So like you may find yourself masturbating, and you're like, you know what, this is supposed to feel good, but it mm-hmm. doesn't. So, that that's a good hint that you might have done it a little too much. <laughs> so, so is your pizza broken after that, or can you just chill out and you, you get you can chill out, maybe okay. try some penetration instead of clitoral um clitoral stimulation. Okay. Yeah. Um, about 80% of women need clitoral stimulation in order to, um, to reach climax. But uh, what we are not taught about our bodies, this is why sex ed is so important, right? And, and right. Stella, you mentioned sex ed, they were just talking about STDs. They don't t- mm-hmm. Again, they don't tell you about pleasure and yeah. how awesome sex is. So what we don't know is your nipples are actually connected to your clitoris. Uh, I knew that. Yes, they are. <laughs> I knew yes. that. Hey, yes, I knew they that. Are. Absolutely. So if you need to Absolutely. give your clitoris a break. You can Move stimulate to the titties. your nipples. Yes. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Really? Add that with some penetration. Add that with some penetration. Ooh, and hold on, let me turn on my fan. It's hot in this conversation. Wait, hold on, hold on. Hot as hell in here. Turn that fan on. I did. Turn that on. fan on. We've been quarantined for like a month and some change, right? Mm-hmm. So let's say we're we're really living this solo life, and it's just a life of like just masturbating, watching porn. Do you think you can get like addicted to it to where like when when you do? Be- are with someone else like it's a problem like to kind of like find that pleasure like mm-hmm. let's you know be an adult like to come where you've been doing for so long so i will say with with masturbation and with porn the way you know it's an addiction is you have to kind of check your priorities so if you are not working not going to school not maintaining social relationships um, that's when it becomes an addiction. Denying, denying those phone calls. <laughs> right. You're just like, I'm not going to call anybody. Like if you, if you are on that all the time, then you may um, want to start to schedule. And, and, and anytime you say schedule in sex, people are like, hell no, nah, I need to be spontaneous. But you might want to schedule and give yourself a hard 30 minutes or give your, you know, because mm. you have to live life. That's when it's an addiction. Mm. Um, but as far as masturbating and being addicted to it, I really don't know. Again, there are various schools of thought where that is concerned, but masturbating feels good it's good for your mental health Mm. Um, it boosts your spirits Mm -hmm. it it makes you feel better physically you learn your body which means you learn what you want when you are with with someone else Mm -hmm. exactly Mm -hmm. but but there it can make it tricky when you get back with someone and the reason why is sex is almost like a muscle memory thing Mm. and and it includes the brain when you get direct everything right you get right. To like everything so then right. you, you're with a partner you trying to be like left foot up right foot slide and he's like whoa uh, uh, I don't, like hold up what are you, uh, so wait 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 you lose that partnership mm. if you go too, too hard, hard. um it, it's just like anything else in life too much of a good thing is is not too good can be bad mm-hmm. right it can be detrimental mm-hmm. so balance is key 
And to my singles, don't be out here risking it all to hook up with people. And I have I have to say that because I do know singles who I am not seeing clients face to face because I have clients who are not socially distancing because they like I gotta get mine. And mm. if they were just seeing one person, okay, fine. But you're seeing multiple people and you're risking oh. your health at risk. So they out there now. cheating. At yeah, they point, still out here creeping. STD. At this point, you have to turn Corona into a sexually transmitted. Right. And so, I mean, I've heard y'all mention cheating, but there are people who are in ethically non-monogamous relationships. Hold on. That was a lot of words. Hold on. Ethically non-monogamous. <laughs> so yes. everybody agrees to not be with just each other. Got it. Yep. Got it. Okay. Okay. Told you. I just, I just watched that, that movie. Um, I just watched that movie on Netflix. Newness. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And um about they were cool with being like an open relationship type thing. But we can't even go outside. So outside not even open. So <laughs> <laughs> ain't no open. Uh, I have a quick ain't question. nothing open. <laughs> <laughs> Damn show ain't this relationship. Quick question. Um about masturbation. Um you, you said masturbation is the safest sex we could have. It's great for our mental health. And I, I wonder, is masturbation good for our mental health in the same way healthy sex is good for our mental health, the way it lifts our spirits and releases all those good feelings? What makes that so much better for your mental health than just sex, well, good sex in general or healthy sex in I, general? Masturbation, um, I'm a mom of two. I have fallen out of love with my body. Um, if I'm completely honest. And I think that masturbation, especially for women, because we're more sensual, we're more likely to touch other parts of our bodies, um, that it helps to boost your confidence in your body. It helps to boost your awareness of your body. Um, you get to learn, you know, your new, your new shape, your new curves. It's just, it's a whole anatomy lesson for you when you're with yourself. And you may you may hit a spot that you're like, ooh, what's that? Okay, well, next time we get together, I need to tell him. <laughs> I need to help him to find this spot. Mm. So I think that especially for women, it can be all of those things. And I would honestly encourage men to touch other areas of their bodies um, outside of their penis mm. because there are other areas that are highly um, – have a lot of nerve endings mm -hmm. and they're highly sensitive and they are totally getting neglected. And because men don't touch them often, this is the tip for the ladies, the thighs, a man's inner thighs have so many nerve endings and they are not touching them. So when you go in to touch them, it's going to send them through the roof. Beach. Wrote it down. Okay. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Be touching on them thighs. <laughs> Netflix and thigh rubbing. <laughs> Um, you mentioned um, we were talking about porn. Let's there help you go. And now everybody's got an OnlyFans account, so it's not only they're watching it, they're creating what? it now. What Can is OnlyFans? More about OnlyFans. What is I, that? So I and I'm going to be honest with you too. This mm -hmm. is just based off the people on my feed that have OnlyFans accounts. Mm. I I just believe it's a subscription-based account where pretty much anything goes. Like you can um, do live sex shows if you want. You can do peep shows. Um, a little bit of voyeurism, those types of things, and like it's like a, a, a Snapchat you pay for, pretty much. Pretty much. So, like, um, if you wanted to see a particular person on there, then you would pay their subscription fee, and then it opens up their page for you, like YouTube. Ooh, like Black China 
has one. Nobody wants one. Anyway, um, <laughs> China has one, and I think her subscription fee is like fifty dollars a month. And oh, I mean, so there's a fee for this subscriptions, not just yeah. oh, 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 and you can oh. So there's there are various kinks and fetishes, and there's somebody out there who might have a natural hair fetish, and all you got to do is somebody Yo, will pay you fifteen dollars a month. Or something. I'm about to be on it, bruh. Shake my hair, fifty dollars a month. Shit, hair oh. porn. Yes. <laughs> Lube it up with some conditioner. <laughs> you look, you you play it, it, it might be a thing. You play them, but it might be a thing. Okay. I swear to God, when y'all see when y'all see me on Instagram with some new clothes. But while we're on the, the topic of porn <clears throat> and stuff, I just had to go way back to when y'all talking about 50 Shades of Grey. Let's go. I have all kinds of issues with 50 Shades of Grey because mm. Um, basically it's supposed to be like a depiction of what it looks like to be in a BDSM relationship, a sub and Dom relationship. It's cultural appropriation because that community, like it's actually a whole bunch of dialogue and open consent and, um, conversations happening in that community that did not happen in that movie, movie. Mm. not happen in that book. Mm. And, it's trash. That's, I just want to <laughs> Is there any voyeurism allowed in watching porn rather than wanting to be something you want to do yourself? Absolutely. So <clears throat> first of all, it's, it's really about your interest. It's really about like, you could totally just go in and say, oh, what's that like? Like, mm-hmm. I, I want to see what that's about. And you could totally be like, that is not my thing. I'm not going, <laughs> I'm not going back there. Don't go in that door. That was different, you know? Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. nah. It doesn't speak directly to your fantasies, but it is a really, it's a really good way to observe your fantasies in action if you have, if you have them about that particular set, um, mm. situation. But again, I think it's really important. I have made a lot of really awesome connections. So kind of to plug someone else and, and give you guys some, someone to watch. There's an amazing couple, um, Jet Setting Jasmine and King Noir. Um, they own and operate Royal Fetish Films. It's a Black-owned um, porn company, basically. They're parents, and they're also pornography actors. Uh, I have interviewed them. They're amazing. But the reason I bring them up is because they've really opened my eyes to like what happens behind the scenes mm. in pornography, and they make it like realistic. Like They remind us that these are real people, Mm-hmm. And <laughs> this is their profession. And that, that even though you see a, a scene where God comes in and just throws her on the bed and takes it, there was a conversation about consent. And mm-hmm. I think that's important because people will try to use porn as a weapon and say, oh, well, I did this really shitty thing because I watched porn and I learned it. That's how sex goes. No, mm-hmm. that's, that's not what mm-hmm. That's not fair. Mm-hmm. Right. That's not fair because... Mm-hmm. It's almost like saying, you know, I played a video game and I shot someone, so it's okay for me to do it in real life. No. Mm. Porn is fantasy. At the end of the day, it is fantasy. It's a great way for people to use it um, to get creative ideas, to kind of observe their fantasies, and just to, like, disconnect from reality. But you have to remember, you have to come back. Come back. Mm. Right. You Mm. come back. What about like watching like porn with a partner? Like I've 
I've always thought that's kind of like awkward because it's like, dang, I don't, I don't want him to see what I be watching, like what I be choosing, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> so I am all about open communication with your partner. Um, so if you feel that way, because sometimes you could just, for me, I'm just like, who's your favorite actress right now? Let's pull her up. But if, if you're trying to share something with your partner and you're like, I don't know how they're going to receive this. It's a great time to have a conversation. Just say, you know, babe, I really want to watch something with you. But before I do, questions about like, what type of porn do you watch? Um, mm. What would you be open to? What kind of porn do you think I watch? And then share share that with them and say, well, this is really what I'm watching. And I don't know if I'm interested in it yet, but I want to share it with you. What about for the for the jealous ones? Like, if I were to take some porn to my man and, you know, he feels some type of way, like, oh, this is, like, what you want? <laughs> you know, because I, I could imagine... Yeah, like, I could imagine that may happen. Like, you know, like, oh, you you in here watching porn. Like, I ain't good enough. Like, you know, that type yeah, of... Yeah, I bet that is a real thing. Like, you, if people are mimicking and watching porn and blaming <clears throat> their bad behavior on it, I'm sure it could cast insecurities just like yeah. a real guy right or a real woman absolutely. right mm. absolutely and you know I haven't run across that but mm. I think that putting it to them in a way that they can understand like okay well this is probably so lame but like okay well you get uh vitamin k from broccoli but you also take a supplement right so I get mm. everything I need from you but this is a supplement this is something for us to share mm. um that brings up a really important uh point too Stella like you should not have to hide your masturbatory practices you mm. should you should not have to sneak around to masturbate <laughs> like I think um because we were talking earlier about like, well, do people do it if they're with their quarantine with their partners? Absolutely. And in my house, the code word is me time. I'm about to go have some me time. Mm. Um, and, and my husband is totally cool with it. Like, he's like, all right, cool. It doesn't mean that I don't want to have sex with him. It doesn't mean that I'm not interested in him, but it means that I need time to myself and that should be okay. So if you're mm -hmm. in a relationship, going back to toxic sex, if you're in a relationship with somebody you can't even talk to about um, sexual desires individually or together, then that may not be your person. I I'm mm. not saying it's not, but it may not be if that's something you would expect in a relationship. Mm. Well, I know that like <clears throat> for me, like what, because like, for me, like, the, the, the mind thing behind it is, like, what if, like, my man is, like, watching white women? You know what I'm saying? And then I'm like, dang, do you want a white woman? Like, mm -hmm. I want the phone left, whatever. <laughs> that is most definitely uh, a thing. So when I first started practicing, my first couple, actually, it was, like, she came in and she was, like, fix him. He's watching porn and his big booty Brazilians and I ain't got no ass. So Sex. What? <laughs> so what's up? So what's, what's up? And then, <laughs> Can you, can you shut up? <laughs> I think that it, it says it says more about you're not gonna like my answer, but it says more about how we feel about ourselves mm. than it does how we feel about their their uh, preference of porn. Mm. Because mm. obviously they chose you to do this period of life with, and so again communicate. That's when you say, "So what?" I'm just curious, like, what is it about this porn in particular, and allow them to share open, you know, open thoughts with you about that. So if someone says, 
I don't watch porn. Is mm-hmm. that a lie or is that just mean? Th- is that a lie? Are you waving an unhealthy flag or which? Okay, here, which flag do you put up first? Unhealthy or liar? Liar. Uh, that's a good question. So, <laughs> you know, I gotta be political about it, right? Like, I don't want to. I don't want to call anybody a liar because I do believe there are people who don't watch porn. Um, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I, I I looked at that question and I was like, hmm, because I do believe there are people out there who don't watch porn. But then I would be interested to be like, well, why? Well, what what is the reason? And why do you feel it necessary to tell me that you don't? <laughs> because mm. are you interested? Is and and some people just ha- are morally convicted about it, right? We talked about um, a porn addiction uh, earlier. Mm-hmm. I come from a school of thought where like there is no such thing as sex addiction. Mm. Now, those who um, practice certain religions, they believe wholeheartedly that there is a sex addiction. You don't, you don't explore it. You know what I mean? Mm. So I'm really not sure. I think I would put up the liar flag before I would say unhealthy. Okay. Okay. I was somebody at one point who would say, oh, I don't watch porn because... I, yes, I'd seen porn. I know how to type in Pornhub. I know what the interface right. looks like. But I went on there and I would feel awkward. I'd be embarrassed and it's just me in the room. It, I was not comfortable at that point. And as, honestly, my sexual experience and my maturity sexually has nothing to do with my age. Because Confessions of a Late Bloomer, porn was a delayed appreciation for me. Um, mm-hmm. But for all of my sisters who went through that, when you... When you meet the right porn category. <laughs> <laughs> when I, I tell remember. you. <laughs> but, I have to say, I have to say this, like, um, and I didn't say it earlier on, but thank you so much for having me on to have this conversation because I run a sex positive household. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a seven-year-old and 18-month-old, so she ain't talking to me about nothing, but my seven-year-old has questions. Why? Because we are sexual beings out the gate. It's it's not like we grow into sexuality. And so that is what has happened to a whole hundreds of generations of kids is that our parents believe we grow into this sexuality. So like in my household, my mom went from, you know, be careful about strangers, don't be alone with people. Um, That's all I knew about sex to all of a sudden I'm 25 and she's talking to me about sex. Like I know what the hell is going on. Mm-hmm. And, and you, you don't, you don't grow into it. We need to be having these conversations. Um, so when you say the shame that's connected to it, that that's why I do this because shame says that I am bad. It makes us feel like something is inherently wrong with us mm. when that is so, uh, so the opposite of what we actually are you are a sexual being Mm -hmm. there is nothing wrong with you for being interested in sex seeing other people have sex knowing what sex feels like getting pleasure from it Mm -hmm. so i think i think you're right a lot of people more so would say it out of a shame than trying to lie i I mean i started watching porn because i was critiquing it like y'all were saying like the real sex Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Oh, that's a weird angle. Like, I could watch it like a damn director's cut. 
Mm -hmm. Right. And and it didn't make me feel bad, um, but I knew it was something I wasn't supposed to do. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. I follow. Right. I I I think um today is a like piggybacking to the kids. And like for me, like it's the same as like Janetta. Um, like I remember getting my first little DVD porn in college. I would never watch it on my phone, my laptop. And it was just awkward. Like, you know, it was just like, oh no, like I just, I, I can't really get into this. Yet. I felt like I would always get in trouble, you know? Right, right. Thing of, what are you doing? I was like, nothing. Right. Someone's going to bust in the room. Like, yeah. yeah, I always felt like somebody was like always watching me. Um, but like piggybacking to the kids um, and, and your kids being... Uh, aware of like sex because I know you have those conversations with your especially your older one Mm -hmm. like sex is in the hands of our kids like you know what I'm saying like they are like more they have easier access to it than we could ever Mm -hmm. ever ever imagine you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying and and, like I teach middle school and sex is a big Mm -hmm. deal twerking and like just being sexual with your body like the girls scary as hell yeah their bodies are are much more developed than I ever was like I didn't grow boobs until college and there's I'm girls still in the waiting on some titties okay and these <laughs> girls are stacked. yeah it's, it's important um so I actually did like a whole porn series so I do this pleasure point I haven't been doing it since I've been in quarantine because I've been trying to get my mind right but I did this whole porn series and I did um, one on talking to young people about sex because mm-hmm. you're absolutely right. I want to write the narrative for my son. I don't shame my kids because kids touch themselves. Again, you're a sexual being out of the gate. And so does he have like me time like as well? Like if, if- he has yet to announce it, I'm not ready for that, but, no. I'm, sure he, but I'm sure he does. Like I've been, so I got kicked out of like bathing my son when he was five. I said, Mm. you know, if mommy ever makes you feel uncomfortable, anyone makes you uncomfortable, you tell me. So he finally just said, mom, can you teach me how to wash myself? And I taught him and I have not been in the bathroom since. Mm. I can tell you what goes on in there. (laughs) Um, You know, like when I changed his sister, I don't make him leave the room. He knows that they have different body parts that, you know, you give her personal space, she'll give you personal space. Um, If her hand goes down there, we don't say, no, don't touch that. We say, nope, we don't do that in front of people. And Mm. put the diaper back up and we go about our day because kids should not associate sex with shame. shame. Uh, Yeah, you know, like one of the biggest issues I see with my couples are highly religious women who don't know how to have sex with their husbands. You know why? Because the church tells them you don't have sex until you get married, but does not give them instructions on how to please yourself or your husband. And we teach girls that your virginity is a gift and it should be guarded and you should only give this to your husband and we don't teach boys the same thing, right? So because we don't teach boys the same thing, they grow up and they think pussy is pussy is pussy. Like, Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter where I get it from. Like, what makes you so special that you holding on to it? And then they shame these girls for wanting to maintain their virginity. What we should be teaching young women is, this is yours. Mm -hmm. And you give it away when you see fit. Now, here is the safe way. Here's the safe way to participate in these activities. Here is the pleasurable way to participate. Because if you think about it from a pleasure perspective, you're almost like, well, I want it to be good. 
And I don't want to just be giving it to every Tom, Dick, and Harry searching for this experience when I can make myself feel good. So I, I that whole idea just really works my spirit. Yes. <laughs> so there's a there's another great sex educator, and her name is oh my gosh, Brittany Bo- Brodus of the Intimacy Firm, and oh. she is a Christian-based sex educator. Um, and she does a great job of like going into churches and talking to them about how to talk to their parishioners about um, religion, pleasure, and sexual experience. So remembering that intimacy is more than sex mm. is, is important. Um, giving your partner space to do the things that they want to do. Like um, I saw on Facebook, like apparently some wives are nagging their husbands about playing um video games and there should be other things that you're doing but why like he needs time to himself too and if he's gonna play the video game join in on his hobbies Hmm. um you know this is a good time to invite your partner into their hobby into your hobbies um Good time to be having conversations that maybe you didn't have time to have before. Mm-hmm. Spend time doing the whole Netflix thing. And I mean, I have an adult coloring book that yep. <laughs> I was waiting to talk about it. Yeah, I would love for uh, couples to be using. And it comes with um, online access to a toolkit, which basically gives different tips and tricks in different areas of intimacy to focus on. So focusing on your desire, your passion, lust. Lust is a big fucking deal. Like people get in relationships to stop flirting. Uh-uh, I'm cute. You go, you have to like flirt with me, make me feel You're good. flirt with me. Right. Yeah. Um, so sex, sex your partner, even if he's sitting right next to you. I love to send my husband a text of like, yo, your wife around. Um, because <laughs> like, yes. if, uh-huh. if you want to play strangers, let's do that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's just a really good time to explore things you hadn't had a time, a chance to do because you were in the day-to-day hustle and bustle. Cowherd's Corner is a conversation with homies that focuses on being black in America while building something of your own and sharing it with our skin folk and the rest of the world. The Corner is about sharing real stories and lessons of the grind and lifting as we climb. Join us via Hopin on Mondays and Wednesdays through May and hear from Black entrepreneurs and creatives about their litness and their purpose in their particular lane. Follow Cowherd's Corner on Instagram at Cowherd's Corner for updates about future episodes and community initiatives. All right, we are back um, and we are going to bring, um, bring you guys, we're going to finish up with our last segment, Asking for a Friend. Um, hey, for, any, hey. for any of you all who are still catching on, um, uh, asking for a friend is the segment where we address all your burning questions, whether you want to admit they're from you or not. We um, we want to call y'all out. We won't. We'll keep it anonymous, but the questions are still burning. Is there any type of safety guidelines you can add for the men who are not trying to be dogs but feel it's not safe because of the Me Too movement? Ooh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So this is a 
overly complicated situation now because consent can be withdrawn at any time. You can be inserted into a woman and she can say, nope, I don't mm. want to do this. Anymore. And that's not what people understand. Men or women yeah. realize that once you say, if you change your mind in the moment, like, you know what, I'm, let me get, it. I'm not really feeling this. It's not too late to be, to change right. your mind. It's, it's so, a weird moment. It's awkward, but it's not too late. You can always it's, pull it's out. It's never too late. It's never too late and pull out. I got it. Okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's never too late. And, and I joke all the time that I'm going to draft contracts for my son and my son will have to approach these women with contracts. But I would say there's strength in numbers, even for men. So, you know, back in the day, a man would have a wingman and he might go and, you know, talk to a girl, see what she <laughs> that might be the thing like to make sure that when you approach someone you have someone there who has your best interest in mind and mm -hmm. can say well no this was an appropriate conversation she said yes I'll go home with you but the tricky part is once you get home and once you get into things I think really um making sure that you watch your alcohol consumption so that you are cognizant the whole time if you're participating like using any recreational drugs you want to make sure that you are of sound mind and body because legally men nor women can consent to sex under the influence so if you both if you if your defense is well we are both drinking then neither one of you should have been in that situation so it's just you know i think being clear-headed is going to be the biggest thing when it comes to making sure that the interactions are on the up and up. Hmm. Okay. Communication, clarification, mm -hmm. consent. <clears throat> and is there a hard definition uh, other than just an obvious, I said no <laughs> the, to, to consent? Like is consent complex? Um, I don't think so. But I've, I mean, but I've heard the argument uh, that consent is complex and there's this whole movement that, you know, consent is sexy because um, when I worked at a university, we wore, we gave out pins that said, can I kiss you? And people were like, I don't want to ask no girl, can I kiss her? Like, I just want to grab her and kiss her. Well, you can't do that. Not supposed to grab it on people. <laughs> you can't do That'd that. That'd be a move for me. That's a move for me. Like, <laughs> so, you know, so can I kiss you? Asking for a friend. Vaginal orgasm versus clitoris, clitoral mm. orgasm. What do men and women alike need to know about the difference and how to achieve them? Mm, that's a good question. So people don't realize that the clitoris is more than just the button under the clitoral hood. This is what your clitoris looks like. Okay. So oh, like a wishbone. Yes. So this is the <clears throat> external part of your clitoris. This part is internal. You can't feel it. I mean, you can't see it. So anytime you orgasm, right, your clitoris is involved. So when you are having penetrative sex and he's not stimulating your clitoris, when it goes in, it is going in and this part of the clitoris kind of like grips it. These are mm. the um, expanding glands. So it grips it. So when you orgasm, this is what you're feeling when you feel that like pulse. Uh, yes, okay. So no matter how it <laughs> happens, your clitoris is involved. Okay. So 
I can't really answer that question. I don't know that there is a preference, but your clitoris is always, always involved. And then it all comes together to make us come. And it all comes together in this beautiful <laughs> harmony. I, I am such a nerd. Like I really love uh, learning about sex. And if people would take the time to learn about their bodies and how they actually work, it would increase your sexual experience a, a bazillion. Like I have a web course I'm working on right now um, called creating body positivity to enhance your sexual experience mm -hmm. where I take you through and teach you even about your body. I put up a blank vaginal, um, like a diagram and it's amazing. The amount of women who could not figure out where the fuck their clitoris was. If you don't know where it is, what makes you think he's going to know where it is? So we have, uh, really fun game. It was part of our asking for a friend segment. So I found um, 50 kinky questions that will tell you how sexually adventurous you are. Uh -huh. um, so we could just kind of all answer yes, no, you know, plead the fifth if you want. Uh -huh. okay. So question number one, have you ever had sex in the backseat of a car? I sure have. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> have you ever used handcuffs? Nah. Yes. No. Have you ever worn lingerie? Yeah. Yes. yes. Have you ever sent a new photo? Yeah. Yes. But I don't. Let me put the disclaimer out there. Have, I have. But, but I, I do don't. not. Like, I just don't get down with that anymore. You can't do it now. <laughs> Hell no. You you can, now you can copy and save and right. screenshot and uh-uh. Ever had a friend with benefits? Yes. No. I kind of torn because at this point I feel like all my dudes are friends with benefits because it didn't last so um, I don't know I would say like officially no like it's never been a situation where it's like we are friends with benefits mm -hmm. I go explain to my guilt man I feel um, like I'm gonna have way too many yeses <laughs> <laughs> hey can I say something real wild Micro tears in your throat too. Are those a real thing? Don't can't you fuck your throat up? You gotta be careful so with yes, that deep throat shit, you, right? You can Ooh. have so thank you. That's actually a really good point. There are numbing sprays. Do not use them. You have a gag reflex for Ew. a reason. <laughs> <laughs> your gag reflex is to let you know when things are too Bitch, far you down your throat. Stop. So um, I actually had an associate in college who bruised her throat and had to be on vocal rest for a week. Wow. Um, yeah, do not use um, those numbing sprays. You have a gag reflex for your safety. All right. Have you ever watched porn with someone? Yes. No. Have you ever done the walk of shame? Yes. <laughs> I went to class in full club outfit. Like... <laughs> Walk of shame. Professor's like, really? <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. I've done the yeah. walk of shame in a bridesmaid's dress. Yeah, I've done, yeah. Ooh. Fancy. Um, <laughs> you got class. Not like that. <laughs> Classy. <laughs> Have you ever filmed yourself having sex? No. Yes. I did once. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I, we watched it on the camera and then we deleted it. So yeah, I was like, oh, okay, I don't look bad at all, but no. Nah, cool. <laughs> um, have you ever had sex with someone when you didn't know their name? Nah. Mm -mm. No. 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 
Um, have you ever played strip poker? No. no. Have you ever had sex in the shower? Yes. Mm-hmm. Have you ever tasted yourself? Yeah. Yes. Yes. I had to know I was serving, um, man. Right. Yeah, I, I have. <laughs> have Did you, you cook without eating it? <laughs> yes. Exactly. Exactly. Have you ever used a blindfold? No. no. I don't think so. Have you ever spanked someone? No. No. Not However. <laughs> have you been spanked? Yes. <laughs> have you ever role played? <clears throat> Not yet. Like that, I'll say it, but laugh it off, and it's just never an engaging like scene, you know? Yeah, same. I, I want to write like a full script and be like, here's your script, study it all day. And when you come, <laughs> you're a character. You know? You're like, you a character. <laughs> you know? Like, you're going to come home as this repairman. Um, have you ever had a quickie? Yes. 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 Have you ever worn a ball gag? That's the circle in your mouth? No. Mm-mm. No. That's 60, 50 Shades of Grey ish, right? Um, have you ever had a one night stand? Everyone's trying to see who's going to answer first. Like, can we define? Can we define a one night stand? That sounds like something I would do. I don't know. Like, so I guess like a spring break rendezvous, like you're on spring break in college with your girls and. You meet someone and you have sex and you never see them again. Nah, that's the case. Yes. <laughs> I would say I've like kissed someone. You know what I'm saying? Never like really had sex. Mm-hmm. I didn't know his name. <laughs> I didn't. I, di- I didn't want to say that earlier. <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't sex though. It wasn't sex. But I did it. I, it started with a D. He was just super cute. Super it cute. all starts with a little D. Sometimes. It's a soft right. Um have you ever talked dirty? Yes. Yes. I don't like it. So I don't, I, I don't know. But you know, you say you try it once. I'm like, I don't think I'm doing this right. It's not working. I like full conversations. I wanna know. I wanna have a whole conversation. I don't like yeah. silence. Um have you ever had a threesome? No. Yes. Phone sex. Yes. 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 I had. Have you ever had sex in front of an audience? No. No. Uh, mm, unless it can't like having sex like in a hotel window, like you know. Right. You, yeah, yeah. Like if somebody's watching, then yes. Right. I'm not sure who was there. Yeah. <laughs> but you didn't know if anybody was watching. No known audience. Mm-hmm. Okay. But the right. effort, the effort was purpose. Like, oh, let's do it in front of the window. Uh-huh. Like, you know. And so, right. Yes, yeah, so I'm gonna have to take that one for the team. People don't know how to act when they get a hotel room. Like, mm, <laughs> you want to get creative. <laughs> you want to get creative. But hold up, <laughs> don't nobody know what's here. We leaving in the morning at eleven. Right. <laughs> have sex all in this window. Um. All right. Um. Have you ever used a vibrator with or without a partner? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, have you ever worn a butt plug? Nope. No. 
Mm-mm. What exactly is a butt plug? And why so, are people using, why are you plugging your butt? I need to know. I'm sorry. It, um, Excuse my ignorance, but help, I swear to God, I don't know. It can help to intensify the vaginal orgasm. Um, uh-huh. If you do any type of butt play, you want to make sure that it has a flared base because your anus will pull things into its gravitational force and you will have to go to the hospital. So um, a butt plug has a flared base and it just, it plugs your booty. Oh, wow. Intensifies orgasm. Mm. All right. Have you ever had sex in a classroom or an office? No. No. I would have to say yes. Come on. <laughs> yes. Um, have you ever gone skinny dipping? No. Yes. No. Um, have you ever gotten your hair pulled? Yeah. 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 Um, have you ever been pinned down? I guess. No. Mm-hmm. I guess like pinned down is like when you be laid on the bed and he's got like both your arms up. Like, you know what I'm saying? No. You know? Lion King, when Simba pinned Nala, y'all know, y'all know what I'm talking about. Pinja. Like, right, like Pinja, like, you know, like y'all are playing and you like fall back on the bed. It's like a pin, right? No. Barbara said no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to create a, a memory for y'all. Have you ever had sex while drunk? Yes. Yes. Have you ever had morning sex? Yeah. Have you ever eaten food off of your lover's naked body? Yes. yes. Ooh, um, I want to say yes. Well, I don't really remember. Probably. <laughs> um, have you ever worn crotchless underwear? No. no. The last one is: Have you ever had sex in front of a mirror? Yes. Yeah. I think I want to, but I have not. What? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So. All for our little, um, are we uh, sexually adventurous? And I would have to say on a scale from one to 50, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, Jess, is there any advice that you could give for those who, sh- how can we learn more in a safe, shameless way, if not going to therapy alone? What are some yeah. ways that you could sort of take all of that off of you? <clears throat> well, I mean, Google is a beautiful thing. Um, Uh I mean that's the easiest way to do it but I can't believe I'm saying this but Instagram is great find your neighborhood sex therapist and just follow their pages Mm. oh yeah our whole yeah our whole aim in life I don't think I've ever been in a more supportive field um our whole aim in life is just to like help people to enhance their pleasure teach them more about their bodies. I mean, there are so many pages. I can like just send them to you guys in an email and if you want to put them in show notes so guys, people can find it. Uh, we were talking about Zane. Um, mm-hmm. Another one of my colleagues, uh, Sex with Ashley. She is actually interviewing Zane, I think on Monday. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think she's doing it on her YouTube channel. But if you check out her page, her name is Sex with Ashley. I mean, I put out all these names because there's enough out there's enough people out here with sexual trauma and damn like just misunderstanding that we all can we all have somebody to help so just go on Instagram and type in sex and see who pops up that's not a porn site because Mm -hmm. um we are out here and there's a lot of dope 
black women doing it. Um, one of the things we can talk about is like sex in the black community, and I'll be more than happy to come back on and talk about that. But um, in our community, especially, we don't talk about these things. We're not as open. There's so many black women who are just all about enhancing the black experience in, in with sexuality. Mm. It's, these two sisters, they're Afro-sexology, they're fucking amazing. So mm. you said Afro-sexologists? Afro-sexology. They're like, <coughs> so just look us up. We're all, I mean, we're all doing stuff and it's non-judgmental. Like I told you, the intimacy firm is Christian based. Um, it doesn't matter where you come from. The one thing that ties us all together is we all got here because somebody had sex. Had sex. Mm-hmm. Even if, even mm-hmm. if we're not having sex, somebody either had it or they had their reproductive Rare product of sex. Right. So you know, it's our mean? nature. So, That's a good point. That's a great point. Wow. Yeah. Jess, we, I, we're going to have to have you back. Um, <laughs> thank you so much for being so open, yes. being so candid. Personally, I love your shame-free approach. I, I really appreciate that blanket of comfort that you provided. Um, thank you so much for sharing that with us and our listeners. Thank y'all. Thank yes. you so much. Can mm-hmm. I plug myself real quick? Plug, like a yes. butt plug. <laughs> plug. Plug away. So, butt plug them. Um, thank you thank you so much for having me like this has been so much fun um i you guys can find me at envision counseling and at i envision counseling um because it is my whole goal to help women walk in the vision for their lives um and envision more for themselves you can find my website www.envisioncounselingllc.com um and i have a youtube channel envision counseling just check out my videos and um, yeah, my husband and I do a podcast as well. So if you need something else after you guys get done, when we got time, I know that's go, over, go over to We Hear Man and um, check us yes. out. And we also do the same thing with our marriage. Like we are making this shit up as we go along. We're, we're six years in and so we think we're doing pretty good. So, right, doing something right. Yeah. The wellness segment. They treat the skin on your face like you treat the skin between your legs. Um, be gentle. Don't be rough. Use good, clean products. If you wouldn't put it in your hair, would you put it down there? A little that part. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So my homework, um, just after listening to our conversation uh, today and Jess's, you know, recommendation. So one for self-love. For those us single in quarantine, um, Jess made a really good point about touching yourselves in other places other than your JJ and your wee wee. Touch your thigh, your leg, just to see like what gets you going, like how those spots feel. So for your couples, uh, the homework is to find your me time. Like I thought that was so dope. Um, you know, Jess sharing, sharing with us like, okay, like I sometimes I'm like, yo, I have to go in the room by myself. And like your husband is like really cool with that. So like for couples who don't, do that and that's something that you're you're maybe like wanting like have that conversation and you know be okay with that i i i love that i wish i had a a partner to to talk about some me time with uh (laughs) but um yeah and then another thing uh just said was meet people where they are they are Mm -hmm. yep 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 sexually mentally all the way around um so that's just the homework wrap up for you guys um for next time um, and as always, you guys know, you can follow us at We Guys Talk Podcast on all platforms across the board, IG, um, Twitter. We're not on Facebook, but you can uh, follow us 
on our webpage at wegottimepodcast.com. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's that. Y'all got anything else? Nah, my lesson from Jess is um, pleasure is the priority. And I'm really sticking to that. I really, I think yeah. that's a safe lesson to teach yourself and to share with your partner. I had a partner tell me, if it feels good to you, then it feels good to me. And that's the most intimate thing I've ever had a partner say to me as far as prioritizing my pleasure. And to hear mm. you to hear you push that as well made me feel, um, that was the one time I felt like I was doing something very sexually mature is um, the pleasure principle. And that's something I want to take away from this. So I really appreciate that particular lesson. And we are all responsible for our own pleasure. Like, I know ladies feel good for saying, oh, he ain't getting me there. No, you didn't get you there. Because <laughs> you know what you like. So. Oh, straight up. Heck yeah. Uh, Jess, you want to like tell everyone where we can get your coloring book from? Oh, yes. Thank you. Yes, so thank you. Um, the coloring book is on the website, Envision Counseling LLC. Remember, it's I in vision. Um, just click on shop and you can get the coloring book along with the online access um, or you can just get the coloring book or just the online access. Um, ladies, I can set up the promo code and listen, guys, we're going to make sure we include all of the links to the show notes, but I would definitely be looking forward to a promo code. If you have it, I'll use it my damn self. Let's support sex education. Let's support black business. Let's support therapy. And, um, I'll be happy to help do that. I'll share, share your information. Awesome. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yep. Mm -hmm. Shout out to you and Envision Counseling and, um, and you sharing even the personal side of what you shared. Shout out to you. Yeah, just being so dope and transparent. So yeah, yeah. transparency. Thank you, ladies. You are welcome. And I think that's our time. Hey, and we out. Is that it? All right, we out. Keep music. All <laughs> I need is all time. <laughs> <laughs>